It's Friday, March 3rd. You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. The finish line is in sight for the creation of a national marine sanctuary in eastern Lake Ontario. Jessica Kane has more on what's next in the process and what it could mean for people who live nearby. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, or NOAA, is holding four public meetings to provide information and get public input on the marine sanctuary plan. NOAA's Great Lakes Regional Coordinator Ellen Brody says it's an honor for the area. It is a big deal to become part of this National Marine Sanctuary System um, and to become the 16th, to be recognized in the same sentence as Florida Keys and Olympic Coast and Monterey Bay and Hawaiian Islands. The plan being considered encompasses about 1,700 square miles of Lake Ontario adjacent to Jefferson, Oswego, Cayuga, and Wayne counties. NOAA's proposed restrictions include a prohibition on damaging or altering underwater cultural resources and limits on the use of anchors and underwater robots in certain areas. This will be the final public comment period in a process that started in 2017, when leaders from four counties in the city of Oswego submitted their nomination for the designation. Brody says in general, community members have been supportive of the plan. People do seem to recognize the potential for this to make a difference in the communities, ranging from education, from bringing researchers to this area, Um, to promoting it as a national destination. Brody says the public comment period closes on March 20th. Then she expects it will take about a year for NOAA to finalize the designation. In Syracuse, I'm Jessica Kane for WXXI News. A firefighter killed in an explosive blaze in Buffalo was identified as a 37-year-old father who had been with the department for three years. Firefighter Jason Arno was found dead Wednesday inside a badly burned brick building in downtown Buffalo several hours after he radioed a Mayday call and then went quiet as the fire continued to rage. Mayor Byron Brown said federal and state agencies would be involved in investigating the fire and what led to Arno's death. Fire Commissioner William Rinaldo said the building was relatively clear when firefighters first entered it, but they were soon faced with a partial collapse and an explosive backdraft that sent flame, smoke, and debris shooting from the first-floor windows and knocked firefighters outside to the sidewalk. While the cause of the fire does remain under investigation, Rinaldo has speculated that heat from blowtorches that were being used on the building's exterior may have transferred through brick or mortar and ignited paper or other combustibles. Several consumer and environmental advocacy groups filed a motion seeking dismissal of rate increases requested by Rochester Gas and Electric and New York State Electric and Gas. WXXI's Randy Gorman has more. The motion was filed with the State Public Service Commission by groups including the Public Utility Law Project, Alliance for a Green Economy, and the AARP of New York. They claim that the filing for the double-digit rate hikes by RG&E and NYSAG, which are both part of the company Avangrid, are legally deficient and riddled with errors. Joe Stelling is the State Associate Director for AARP, and he says those proposed rate hikes would be particularly harmful to their members, many of whom are on fixed incomes and already are dealing with high utility bills. People's fixed incomes are not keeping pace. And to see, you know, utility increases that are unjustified or the record isn't justifying them on top of it, it would be completely unacceptable uh, to move forward with this kind of request. 
RG&E and NYSAG issued a statement saying that their proposed plan would help implement much-needed investment in the company's infrastructure. The utilities also contend that they have sufficiently documented their case for the rate hikes, and they intend to file a response to that motion from the consumer and environmental groups. Randy Gorbman, WXXI News. Monroe County is launching the second phase of its plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and is kicking off this effort with a pair of workshops. The first phase of the plan calls for the county to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from its operations 80 percent by 2050. Uh, The second phase will focus on ways to drive down greenhouse gas emissions from residential, commercial, and industrial sources. During the sessions, participants will get an overview of what the second phase will entail. They'll also be able to ask questions and provide comments. Clement Chung is deputy director of the county's Department of Environmental Services. He says community participation will be important. We're really trying to make this section of the project very community-oriented. And that also means listening to those areas and those groups who might not necessarily normally be included in these kinds of conversations and see how they might view their uh, community, their livelihoods being impacted by climate change as we move forward. The virtual workshops are scheduled for noon and 6 p.m. on March 15th. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.